Welcome to Pot Not Soda. And now it's time for Brett, Brian, and oh, damn. Enjoy the show. So I got a question. Is it going to be Deadpool that you rewatch again or Logan that you rewatch again? Logan. Really? Yeah. Okay. How about you, Brian? Well, I'm going to rewatch both of them, but if I mean if you're asking me to choose which one I liked better, that wasn't the question. You're right, that wasn't the question. <laughs> Rewatchability. Rewatchability. Which one do you want to watch again right now? Deadpool. Damn. Okay. So we're torn. So, ladies and gentlemen, Pop Not Soda, episode seven here. Uh, we got a fun-filled episode in store for you. We were going to tune down our bracket again uh, for the second half of our episode. But first, we're going to start off with Logan. We've got some Nintendo Switch news. Zelda covering that game that's been, like, what, 10 years in the making or so? Seems and, like it. Yeah. And then uh, if we got some time, we're going to cover Tom Brady's diet, which Dan thinks consists TV of a 12. lot of... Dan thinks it consists of a lot of mayo. That was the first theory. What's up with that, Dan? I just, I just mayo, and, and I feel like he must vacuum, zip, like <laughs> store everything. There's okay. no air in any of his containers. No, because there's the enemy, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Learn that from Michael Keaton in Multiplicity, <laughs> or from Tom Brady in the last Super Bowl. Oh man, but yeah, no, I have seen Logan because I'm a responsible human being. I know. And I'm the only one that hasn't watched it yet. Yeah. What'd you guys think? It was hands down the best thoughts produced superhero movie. Really? To date. Damn. That is a statement. So what what makes it so good, Dan? It's that they did what Marvel Studios has been doing. They wrote a very good movie that had superhero characters in it. Not trying to write a good superhero movie. Yeah. That's a good that's, point. That's... I totally agree. I loved it. It was fucking awesome. It, I think it really uh, transformed what people can expect in an action movie. And I think Deadpool kind of started this. And I think maybe even before that, Guardians of the Galaxy might have started it, where you can have, you know, like real characters with real issues and have the movie stand alone without the like supernatural element and i think that's what logan does is even with you know without it being a wolverine movie it's just a good movie and i i I loved what they did with professor x too because not to spoil anything but he starts to get um just like onset dementia and it's just it's just crazy to think about. And I don't know if that happens in any comic book storylines, but I just thought that was really interesting to put that uh, type of storyline into, into play because that's something that I never would have thought about. You Does know? it change the relationship of Logan and X? Yeah. Yeah. Like no, the yeah. Dementia? yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and the like reason the why nurturing I takes give a reverse. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I give this, movie so many props is because when they decided to kind of tackle something inspired by the old man Logan comic that came out in 2008 there's a lot of holes because there are a lot of characters that are 
integral to that plot that they cannot use. That being the Hulk, Hawkeye, Red Stroll. Just uh, that, studio um, owned by all other properties. are not owned by Fox. So how are they going to do something that's gritty? Um, and how are they going to kind of explain away um, some of the holes that they were missing? And they did it very well. Like, so, I was very surprised. So on that note, too, I think we're everybody that hasn't seen it has been waiting for that. It's like the gritty. 36th highest rated movie um, on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes or something like something ridiculous no in like this what in the last no, ever. year ever what yeah. it's 36 all time on one Holy of those ranking crap. systems yeah okay so on that note though you, you were talking gritty I think we've all been waiting for an R-rated oh, yeah. Wolverine film and is it's it R-rated perfect. it's perfect okay and, it, and it's from start to finish like yeah it, you don't have to wait no, no you know what actually it's not perfect Dan oh Bryce missed one of my trifectas oh yeah let me guess male nudity um yeah both yeah both both Both. yeah um i will say the one thing that really surprised me about this movie was the fact that it opened in march because i thought they were going to try and keep that february window with like they did with deadpool because if it would have opened in february i'm pretty sure would have broke deadpool's record for best opening weekend and i think it may have set a weekend, a, a a record for a rated R movie because it pulled in like eighty six million dollars its first weekend. Does this does this further inspire studios to delve into the R rated realm? It should because yeah, it showed okay. that it, it you has can, to. You can do it with not just being an R rated comedy because that's the whole thing. Like Deadpool works because of the character and because they wrote a comedy that's rated R. You're on mm-hmm. a good point. And yep. with Logan, what they wrote was a chase movie inspired by a western gritty feel. Okay, so I heard Western too. So it's pretty Western in the storytelling, or what in the like the cinematography, or like okay, just Western feel overall makes you feel like you're thrown back to like John. There's some big references and stuff which are perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so it definitely you had some smart filmmakers who really looked back on what great inspirations they could use and tell a great story and something that could be a little meta. and I heard together. Shane was a big inspiration for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you could definitely tell. Yeah. So not to give anything away. Right. Because um, I'm trying to tread very lightly here for our listeners. But yeah, it's definitely, it's probably, if you're talking about all-time superhero movies, I think maybe top five. Really? For me. Okay. I think it claims that like five, that four or five spot is kind of up. Mm-hmm. for grabs and i think it takes it is it leaning you back towards more of the individual marvel movie because i know you like the ensemble flicks a lot more than like brian and i do but it, does that appeal to you more now or is it still are you still looking so this to is the, the difference though because when you have an x-men movie it's oh, even when they've done wolverine movies you still have other mutants in it so when i'm watching like another superhero movie i'm yes there should be other superheroes in it because to ignore the universe that you're in is always weird because you don't want to like cross streams or whatever. But um, I think it was well done. I think the new X-Men movie that comes out like next year it has its work really cut out for it. Is that Singer again? Do I don't know? think so. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Because I think, I think Apocalypse was his last one. Okay. But um, I – and I also the, – the one thing that was tough is this movie – even though because it's kind of the bookend to the Wolverine character doesn't suffer from this, but Fox has kind of written themselves into a corner because wh- what the fuck do you do with the X-Men series from here? 
uh, unless you keep it in the 90s for like three or four movies. Yeah, I think, I mean, this Deadpool was Fox, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, I think with the introduction of Cable, they're probably going to mess with the timeline again. Yeah. At some point. And They'll have to. Yeah, yeah. You may not see the end of some characters or anything like that, but who knows? Who knows what's in stake? I think one thing that's interesting to kind of look forward to, though, is with this movie making so much money being the R-rated flick, comic book movies, is there anything else you guys are looking forward to that could potentially delve into the R-rated comic book movie realm that would be worth watching i've got one um yeah i mean just a ton of stuff i'd love to see an r-rated batman movie Ooh, um that would be you know first probably the first thing to come to mind dc comics are much grittier and could do r-rated without having to go beyond the book itself personally i'd like to see and this is like out there but spawn again oh yeah do a remake there's of spawn. been talk of that yeah yeah and i'm trying to make it, it r-rated yeah because that was really sure. the worst part of the the original all right i'll hit, you with, I'll, I'll hit you with one worst part <laughs> of the original it's true. true i think i think what you do is you take this film franchise you make the third or fourth movie with the set of actors they're gonna have and you make that rated r so it matures with its audience oh like kind of like harry potter-ish yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. yeah they're getting older and and that film franchise is spider-man because there are, do you think it can gri- like did anything two, happen yes, though? Like, because there are two villains in which can get super rated R, mm. and that is Venom and Carnage. Right, Car- and if, if Carnage, Carnage could definitely be rated R. Oh, yeah. Carnage is well, it, those con- yeah, but and you you write it where Venom and you get Agent Venom out of you can do a lot of different ways. But if that's if if you bring say like Venom is the second movie villain right, and you keep him away in the third movie. There's nothing. You bring him back for the fourth movie, Tom Holland's last movie in like 10 years or whatever. He's older, goes out, and then maybe you can actually do Miles Morales after that because you can start it over. Right. And yeah, if you have Carnage and you have it be gory, psycho Carnage, that's something you can do really well. And the only way I will watch a Venom is if it's Eric Foreman, Topher Grace. (laughs) Yes. Over greats. He nailed that Greatest role. comic book actor of all time. Um, before we we move on, I just want to, yeah, really reiterate how fucking good Logan is. Like, go see the movie. It's it's unreal. I mean, in my opinion, the second best Marvel movie um, next to Guardians of the Galaxy. Just again, because it can, it really can just stand on its own as like a good movie without them being X-Men. Does it? Um, it does it pick up off of the last Wolverine? I mean, it's supposed to be the continuation of X Men. It picks up off of Apocalypse. Okay, yeah. okay. but Sorry there's there's off. no, yeah, yeah. but yeah. kind of not really. It, it really doesn't matter. Like, if anything, where. Days of Future Past. Yeah. Okay. Is that's there anything you part. need to watch before you see this movie? No, that's the best part. Okay, you just okay. need to have like an understanding X-Men? of X Men, right? Just just watch X Men. Yeah, you can legitimately watch X Men. That's one, in this movie. Yeah, it's. It's just great. Go but, see it. But yeah, because that, that, I mean, that series is, is, especially the Wolverine series is littered with mistakes and, and just different creative directions that they, it's, they really ignored a lot of it, but they don't turn their, like, they, they just make enough subtle references to include them. I don't know what you're talking about, Dan. I loved Will I Am in the Wolverine <laughs> Origins movie. <laughs> But we will he, take that on. 
You're right. At least episode. he died quickly. <laughs> um, but speaking of things that can, uh, you know, get scratched up. Um, Die quickly. Yes. <laughs> and are uh, pissing a lot of people off. Uh, sound terrible when you listen to them. Nintendo does it again, guys. Yeah. Nintendo does it again. The Nintendo Switch, the, uh, the very highly anticipated new system from Nintendo, recently released to the public, and it's been nothing but... Uh, subpar and just terrible reviews. Uh, you can go on YouTube and just search Nintendo Switch errors, uh, and there is a laundry list of uh, systems just crashing, making ridiculously high-pitched noises, um, just doing all kinds of funky shit, yeah, not dead, even recognizing the game. spot LEDs, not recognizing the game. Yeah. Um, the, I, Physical the, accessories breaking, basically, yeah, yeah. the system. Um <laughs> Things that are not compatible, like the the holders for the controller extensions for the tablet. Yeah. If you put them on the wrong way, you can't get them off because they just get like permanently stuck. Yeah. Um. But somebody actually took apart the receivers for the controllers, and they found that the right one is way more crafted, is like better crafted than the left one, because the left one has been reporting that it'll just lose connection, Bluetooth connection, because they literally have like one piece of like motherboard in there. And the antennas printed on instead of anything. Yeah, it's just it's just so poorly designed and manufactured. Uh, so like, cheap, yeah. I feel like did they rush this? Like, I have no idea what happened with Nintendo because I feel like someone came up with a really cool idea and they're like, yeah, let's get it out as fast as possible. Yeah, don't forget too. The like the this is the company that made the system that got us pretty much all into video games, and how it's taken such a one eighty in twenty years to not understand. One, how to make a product, and two, how to market it to a consumer base is is insane. And that's what M- Nintendo's been doing for since the Wii U. The Wii U happened that way, too. Well, the crazy thing about Switch is it was so hyped. Like, like I, I know so many people that were lining up to get it at midnight that pre-ordered it, that were waiting in line at Targets and GameStops that I don't remember that being with, like, the Wii U. Did they end up pulling the trigger, though, after the reviews came out, or did they hold off? Well, they all pre-ordered it. Okay, so they got it. Yeah, they all yeah, have yeah. it. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing. I think people were more excited for Zelda than the actual system. I think that's what inspired a lot of people to buy it. And, I mean, the game itself is, is incredible. It, it's just so baffling to me that that Nintendo could just fuck screw this up so royally like and they continue to do it how are they still in fucking business i i just can't i can't comprehend how because they probably the, spent $2 to make all the Nintendo switches cuz they're so terrible yeah. and they sold them for $300 it just made, it, it it's sad because they they sold a ton i mean they sold out nearly everywhere i don't oh, think yeah. you could find it anywhere and i mean that's um, i'll i'll give them that you know but is that like strategic? Because they they've always talked about this too, and I don't know what the term is. But when you when you strategically don't produce enough units to demand over sale in a couple weeks for your units, um, like they do that all the Short time. They did it, yeah. yeah, they did it with Wii. They did it with um, well, the Wii. You sucked, but they're doing it now. Um, oh, the, the Wii Fit when that first dropped. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! You couldn't that. get you couldn't get your hands well, on like, that. But like, I mean, they, they do this limited. Yeah. What's the other thing that? So there's apparently a wireless controller you can buy, which fixes half the issues that the Switch has. But that's sold out everywhere, and it's sold out on their website. You can't get it. Yeah, and um, they've officially pulled off a docking 
thing oh, from their station. website and not even acknowledged it yet. I've seen because like, that thing's scratching the I've shit. I've seen out tech deck yeah. ramps that have more like <laughs> infrastructure than that dock. Um, well, this is the thing I heard. There is a rumor r- going around Reddit that everyone that bought a Nintendo Switch is actually part of the beta test. Mm. So Nintendo purposely shortchanged the the product so early because in the fall they will be re- the releasing. Like seems the actual switch. I don't know. It seems to me like you could get in some deep shit for the doing that. It's not. But I don't know. They bought it. But they just, bought it's it. a shitty yeah. product. Yeah. Exactly. But they're gonna be like, we fixed everything, and now it's amazing, because they wanted to just make money off testing instead of just test. I mean. So they think that their games, like Zelda, like the titles that you can only play on the Switch, will bring people back. Well, what's crazy too, though, is like this whole testing though is only like single user based which doesn't really fit into so this bad. whole realm i mean so this is getting like nerded yeah, out there's there's some stuff that is just like it's just such bad pr i can't imagine yeah. it's it's terrible but i mean that. if they were testing it too though like you would think it was it would be a demand like i said nerding out but it would be a demand for like multiplayer games where it would it would demand like server lobbies and stuff like that where they could maintain that it is strictly single player games and shit like that two player games that they can't even function properly right which is that's a shit show. If your system doesn't work, like that, that's there's no number, pointing of exactly. fingers anywhere else. That that's it. Like that's where the line gets drawn. If you as a company can't produce a system that you know consistently works, like the only other thing that I can think of that was kind of like this was the first Xbox Red or Xbox. 360 Red Wing. Oh, the, the Ring of Death. Where yeah. you would get the Ring of Death. Yeah. However, that was after you at least played on the system for like a couple of years and it just ended up dying. Yeah, yeah. the, the battery, like you like play it for, the external right, exactly. power yeah. supply just overran. You play over 100 hours straight. The fan, yeah, just killed yeah. the thing. Destroyed yeah. the motherboard. However, <laughs> this is legitimately, you couldn't make it through the first weekend of the Nintendo Switch launch. Without there being multiple, multiple compilation fail videos that are each like 10 to 15 minutes long. The problem is too, is like they've completely catered this system off of this like party environment. So imagine being the dickhead that's like, hey guys, let's have a switch party. I'm going to bring this thing over. And then it doesn't work there. Yeah. That sucks. And that's probably happened to a lot of people works, in this week. When it works, it's kind of really cool, which is so disappointing. Like I've seen friends when it on works, Snapchat. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's exactly. the preface like, like, to this like, entire statement. It's, yeah, it's such a terrible failure because if you were, I mean, at least two times more successful with the production than they are currently, yeah, you are making so much money come fall and Christmas when you repackage bundles and you have more to sell because people who actually have working systems love this. The fact that you can take the whole console, bring it wherever you are. Break off, you know, the two oh, side you controllers. Oh, get on the subway. Oh, yeah. you get on the and bus. They're, they're now it's two awesome Silicon Valley's loving this. New uh, York's where loving this. Where you can this, like, like just like you can like Harry Potter. F- I'm doing motions on a podcast. You can't see what I'm doing, but like you can like wand battle. Um, <laughs> battle can, one. That's what that's what Dan calls yeah, it. Battle one. The battle one. Uh, <laughs> you can just do all these different games with it, and it, that's all you need. And it's 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 sad that they are going to fall on their face and not handle the PR well. Oh, no. They're they never said they are. anything. They never do, PR. Yeah. What's, what's crazy to me, too, is think about this. So um, I thought about this like a week ago, but this, this launch goes bad. Uh, the product doesn't perform well when it comes to 
user performance when people go and play it. Um, they already had a shit show with the Wii U and people not wanting to develop for that product. Do you think any large like developers are going to even want to fuck with Nintendo? Or is it all going to be strictly Nintendo product that takes forever to come out? I have a Wii U. The thing has eight Nintendo-based games on it. And I think they've launched, what, 20 in that whole system launch or whatever. So yeah. it's crazy to me to think that this initial launch goes so bad that it probably steers a lot of large-name developers from just going, dude, we never wanted to touch the Wii U. Never want to touch this thing again. Officially done now. And Nintendo is officially on their own. What's going to make me sad is I, th- I think five years from now, you're going to buy a a racing game and it's going to be like Banjo-Kazooie. Sonic's already in there because Sega sucked and they went bankrupt. They had to sell their characters and then you're going to see Mario. And that's going to be that's going to be right to the heart when you see Mario sold off to people. <laughs> I, I disagree. Really? For two reasons. iOS? Fucking Pokemon money, man, and Mario go- Run, dude. But like, at some point, that you made, can't. But that those those like Mario Run made so much money because it was freaking ten dollars to get people in right at the holidays when people were, we talked about it. That like I bought it because I was traveling and I needed something. Cheap. But that's like, the only launch that's, that's gone well for Nintendo in what? But but they're eight stuck years? just from Pokemon Go, a game that they okay. aren't even running. I don't know any single their person that plays by Pokemon nine Go, billion dollars. It doesn't matter. They already made the money right. back in okay. the summer. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like when you have franchises like Pokemon, because when Pokemon Sun and Moon came out, they made a shit ton of money. When you have franchises like Mario, Pokemon, those will just last. So do they go- yeah, the- Oh, sorry. So yeah, the the company is not going anywhere. Like it's yeah. not gonna be it's, it's not a it's Sega. Can't. It's not, it's never going to run into that scenario, but I Do we also, bet a six-pack of Corona Minis on that? First off, you owe us like 47 Corona right. Ritas. When we get our Corona Ritas. Double or nothing, we'll guys? No. No. Shit. Okay. Um, we'll figure I better, this out later. I better have some mini fucking Coronas on Saturday at the right. Royal Stumble, March 11th, Saturday 1 to 5 p.m. in North Park. Good job, Dan. Better have it. So, Nintendo, uh, they're, they're fine. You know, they got cash in the bank. They don't have anything to worry about. But I do agree that... There's going to be zero developers that are going to want to work with them because every other system is moving as fast as technology will allow them to. And Nintendo is obviously several steps behind getting lapped right now by, um, you know, Microsoft and, and Sony and, you know, all the PC companies that are out there, too. So I think there's going to be a certain point where, where they just w- wave the white flag and they're like, all right, we're done making systems. We're just going to rely on our inventory and just start tugging at nostalgia like they did with that classic NES system classic that, that you, know, fucking you still sold can't out. get. Right. That's still just, sold out. Just wait till fucking N64 classic drops. Yeah, bro. exactly. Like Just they, wait. And you're playing Goldeneye updated I on Bluetooth controllers. I yeah, you would buy this shit. Out of, so yeah, all yeah. three of us would. Yeah. yeah. Get some snowboarding 1080. Right. But it's the craziest thing because I own those games in like five different platforms already. But I would buy a, a classic NES just oh, to yeah. play them. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. have the controller again. Yeah, yeah, Everything yeah. about like, that system is unique. Yeah. Right. Nostalgia. Yeah. Nintendo has it. They do have it. Yeah. I won't deny that. I won't deny um, that. Well, if we're talking about other things that are dishonest, have stayed way past their welcome, and for some reason get more success than they deserve, uh, Tom Brady is apparently offering a meal service. Yeah. Holy crap. 
Tom Brady. Brian, you want to break this down for me? What what yeah, what do absolutely. I get if I subscribe to the Tom Brady seventy eight dollars a week? Service? Yes, you get seventy eight dollars a week. It's a great deal. You just a sign week. up and you get seventy eight dollars. How a week. many meals? Are you eating twenty one meals? Because that's not that so bad. So for like four dollars a meal. So for seventy eight dollars a week, you're getting uh, three meals, what two servings per meal. So really, like a total of six meals. Okay, six meals. So it breaks down to like what thirteen dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, per portion. That's twelve dollars. Uh, whatever no, no, it is. Thirteen. You're right. 13. Um, and then you know it's very similar to your Blue Aprons, your Sun Basket, your Hello Fresh, your you know every other one of those food delivery services where you're getting the same thing uh, it is definitely on the more expensive end uh but there was just so much talk about tom brady's diet this year and you know how at his age he's you know maybe playing the best football of his career um and he always commented that uh, a large part of that was his diet and so people you know were like freaking out oh what does tom brady eat what does tom brady eat uh, he eats Giselle bunch in. Uh, and that should answer your how question. How many servings of HGH come per week for the $70? Um, that is an additional cost <laughs> that is undisclosed. Market price. Market, oh, market price. price. <laughs> it's like uh, the catch of the day. It's right. Market price. Uh, but I did look at the menu. Um, I'm no joke going to like order it for one week because I already do. You know, We have to other. get your review on that. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. But it was interesting. It was, it was a... Uh, all of the meals are gluten free, but all of the meals that were uh, offered on for that menu gluten free were uh, were all vegetarian too. Ooh, is is gluten is gluten like air based? What? Uh, I mean, it needs air because <laughs> like anything else. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it must have a lot of air if his diet is gluten free. Uh, mm-hmm. that's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Meat once had take lungs, that Tom had Brady. Air. Take that Tom Brady. So it's vegetarian though. Uh, no, not necessarily. But that was just all of the I feel meals like on the must deal. Come with like a yeah, bucket that of meal meat, deal. Like mayo. I don't know why, but I just feel like when I look at Tom Brady, I'm mayo just like, that's bread. a dude that enjoys mayo too oh, much. Mayo, man, not anymore. I freaking <laughs> hate mayo. Mayo is so gross. You guys like mayo? Not really. Yeah, yeah mayo is disgusting. Yeah, on like no. certain items, it's good. Everything else, it absolutely is gross. Yeah. Like, it is disgusting. Agreed. Yeah. Listeners. Fuck you, mayo. <laughs> if any of you guys like mayo. We don't I'm usually sorry. do opposite endorsements here. At yeah, yeah. Soda, but, please, but if we could. Grab, open that fridge right now mayonnaise. and toss out that mayo just for Pop Not Soda because we hate it. Um, the Tom Brady diet. So Does it come with golden spoons to eat your food no, with? No. Robert Kraft Dick? <laughs> yes. Oh, is that is it Robert is Kraft it all, Dick? Comes is it in just the box. It, okay? So it's just craft mac and cheese. Yeah. Every yes. meal is just craft mac and cheese, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. No, I could just see like yeah, we got craft mac and cheese, wicked Maine lobster, and just like a bunch of shit like that. Just eat. Nobody else. No one in the Six U.S. Cool lights. Yeah. Like no one in the U.S. Except recipe. For, <laughs> drink the beer. No one in the U.S. except for this New England. County and Brian Owens. How much chowder is going to buy? It? Oh, a whole lot it? of chowder. It's just all chowder. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Well, I was, you know, talking about this with uh, with Megan, my girlfriend, last night, joking that I'm going to order it, but in all actuality, in all actuality, little, little does I she am, know. Yeah, exactly. Jokes it's on her. It's been purchased. Uh, but 
she was like, oh, do you think they're going to, you know, like run promos and discounts like all these other companies do? And I said, fucking course not. It's Tom Brady. <laughs> it's Tom Brady. Like, he could just have this service in Massachusetts and, you know, he would be rolling in debt. Question. Um, does it come with uh, Uds so that you can wear <laughs> while you trip them? No, Uggs also an additional cost. <laughs> an additional market, $300. Yeah, market price. You got a, you got a good point, though. He could bring this shit anywhere in i mean especially massachusetts and just sell anything yeah ketchup ketchup popsicles boom tom brady ketchup popsicles white gloves and ketchup popsicles by tom brady 78 dollars a week there we are sold out he could sell them i feel like a ketchup popsicle wouldn't be that bad it'd be craft ketchup though it wouldn't be heinz ketchup it'd be craft ketchup think about that dan would yeah. you do that now? Craft, I just feel like is the off brand of everything. Except mac and cheese. Right. Like when I think craft everything standard. is is like that is a good note. Like does like, craft make anything they made so much stuff. They they, they don't everything. do good ranch. Hidden Valley's no. not the ranch category. Mm, Hidden Valley's not that good. But but I yeah. mean like they it's definitely are over. Every, Newman's own is pretty good. Newman's own yeah. is all good. Their, okay. All their dressings uh, suck. All dressings suck. Condiments. So we've got French's. Owns the mustard category. Right. Yeah. Heinz owns the ketchup, ketchup category. Yep. Um, Maybe their relish? Oh, Heinz relish. Oh, Heinz mm. relish is pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so then cheese. I think just American cheese. Yeah. That's okay. all they own, which yeah. is the most processed shit in the world. Like Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> and they the Blue Bots. That's all they have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's enough to get you... To own the fucking Patriots. So, so, guys, unfortunately, I just got texted. We lost our craft sponsorship. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, <laughs> Bob Craft. I'm so just kidding. You seem is, like a nice man. Is is his slogan like uh, you? You know, eat like Tom Brady. Eat like we'll, a goat. Will deflate your stomach. No, his, the tagline seriously is "Eat like a goat." Uh, if you don't know what that reference is, goat greatest of all time. So it's just grass. Eat like a greatest of all time. Yeah. Doesn't seem to make sense. Shouldn't it be like eat like the, whatever nope. the fuck it is. Okay, no, but if it's eat like a, they've completely messed up on that, and I hope somebody's chewing that apart right now. Yeah, yeah pun so, intended. So they yeah, yeah. deflate Good call. your stomach. Yeah. Yes. Chew that apart. That De- would even be a better deflating your gut. Yeah, Dan. Good one. Yeah, guys, I think that's time for a break. <laughs> <laughs> we will come back. We have our bracket. We're going to break down. Is it the left side or the right side we're tonight? We're doing both it's, sides. We're doing the both entire sides. second round Oh, tonight. my God. This is going to get dangerous. So we are coming back. Second round. Stay tuned for that. Bust out your brackets. And we will be back after this ad. How many times are you going to say we're back? Uh, we'll be back. And back. <laughs> and back. One more. Catch up popsicles. Is the absolute most overrated character in any television sitcom I've seen in the last 20 years. And everybody loves him wow. to death that loves him. It, it Like, it's the polar opposite. You either love him or you hate him. And I uh, I hate actually him. nothing him. <laughs> You're mutual on him? Yeah. He that's just so, he just slides so by in that show. Existential yeah. of you, No, Dan. no, it's not You that. think he just slides by in that show. It's, I, it's, it's the fact that I don't think I would miss him on the show. And what I, in real life? But would no, you miss yeah, him in real life? He's, he's a he polarizing a character for a reason. You I either don't find love him, him or you hate him. Guys, we're talking about. You know why? Sh- yeah. You know, yeah. I'll tell you why. Because I think he's an original, and so I think that's why. <laughs> oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? Schmidt. Schmidt is an original. 
unoriginal. Oh, unoriginal. Okay. And so, I heard that as an original. No, unoriginal. My that's my ears, my old he's ears. He's an unoriginal trope. And okay. so that's why it, does, like, it doesn't say anything off for me because I'm like, I've seen this character agree. used multiple times where it's not groundbreaking for me. Like, literally, he's he's Barney, except the thing that set Barney apart was the character it was played by and how much they turned him up to 10 once he came out. That's the only difference because if, if, Barney, if Neil Patrick Harris isn't gay or never comes out and it's first season Barney... I don't remember Barney. Barney never makes this list. Right. Yeah. So that's how I feel about Schmidt is that he's just, he's the insecure hot guy because he was fat in college and he's trying, he's a late bloomer and he's kind of a douche because he's a late bloomer. Okay. Cool. I've seen it. I've seen every goddamn 90s teen movie. I, I hate him. He, that's where Brian, he's from. Brian, you like him though? Uh, I do. I th- I think that. Uh, the Colin Brian to the stand right now. Brian, what is your defense on Schmidt, the character of New Girl? Uh, I think I, I think he's funny. I think that the douchebag angle initially was f- funny to laugh at because we all either do some of those things or have friends that did. Objection! Overruled. Keep going. <laughs> um, I don't think you can overrule yourself. Wait, I'm so confused. <laughs> right. What just happened? But I mean. Who cares, right? It's fucking new. Girl. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let's. That's why it, I nothing him. Yeah, he's fine. Well, 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 but there's a reason why nobody from that show made this bracket. Yeah, that is a good, good point. So anybody that was looking forward to Schmidt on this bracket, <laughs> watch some better TV. That's my message right so now. So none of my friends who don't listen to this podcast already are never going to listen to this podcast yeah. again. Good. Okay. They all like New Girl. Suck do it. they really? Oh, my God. They, hey, they I, I, I watch New Girl, too. I yeah. do want to play True American, though. We've been trying to play yes. True American for like a year. That game, I've heard, is fun. Because like, well, there's no yeah, rules. Yeah, there's no, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So but, you make it up as you don't. But does Schmidt play that in the show? Yeah, of course. Oh, plays it. I don't know if I want to play that. I actually think one of the better characters from that show real quick is Coach when they brought him back. Yeah. Or Nick. Damon Wayne's Jr. Nick is yeah. by far my favorite yeah. character. Yeah, Nick is, definitely. Nick definitely. is fantastic. So, Nick Miller, great character. Ladies and gentlemen, Bust we are out. on to best TV that character. Paper rustling so great for audio. I did the like the Michael Scott. We're gonna file it into the corporate folder. Speaking of Michael Scott, <laughs> all right, everybody. Um, if you have not been following along, you can go on to our Facebook, our Instagram, or our Twitter right now, and you can see the most up to date bracket. You're going to want to bust that out because we are about to enter the second round. Don't, don't, don't. So, basically, what if you are catching us right now, what we've been doing for the past couple of weeks is we narrowed down all of the TV characters of all time, or really since like 1985, and put them in a bracket facing off against each other. So, these are all of the best characters from the best TV shows of all time, according to Pop Not Soda. And we have put them head to head in a March Madness style bracket. Which will culminate right before the national championship game, which I think is pretty mm, perfect how timing. How convenient! Yeah. Uh, and how we do that right now is basically the three of us round table, um, which character we think is best, and if we've got two thirds vote, that's what we go with. Convenient <sighs> how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like we planned that I'm out. So nervous. Um. So we're gonna start it off with the bottom right corner of the bracket. Switch it up. Everyone always goes top left. To start, I'm like going to bottom right. right. Oh god, you're like the, no. you're like the teacher that no. calls. <laughs> Why do we have to start with <laughs> yeah. this? Yeah. Dan's the teacher that calls the class from Z oh, to A. God, yeah, yeah. So the first, the first <sighs> matchup we have, we have the patriarch of the Soprano family, Tony Soprano, going off against the one, the only, 
I shouldn't say only because there's actually two football-headed characters that have been on TV. Mm-hmm. And that's that's Stewie Griffin. So-called brother. <laughs> Who wants to start it off, guys? I'll start. All right. Um, I'm throwing up the deuce for, for my man, Stu Griff. I'm, nice. I'm going Stewie Griffin. Nice. Um, just because you're wrong. Hold <laughs> <laughs> um, on, let me hear this. I mean, just a, just a hilarious character, and like has changed so much from the start of Family Guy. Uh, and and it's I know it's weird to I'm gonna do this a lot with animated characters, um, but just to see a character change, like an animated character change, and have a development that you would never expect but continue to be funny through that whole track. Oh yeah, his character arc it is kind of the opposite of Brian's where right, Stewie has right. become more redeemable and Brian who was the straight man for the first couple seasons has just become a total total narcissistic egotistical asshole. Yeah. And I mean Which is great. They play off each other it's great. Right. And it's so hard, right? Because Tony Soprano is such a great character. His character art though. Come on. Sure. Of course. Of course. Wait. But uh, you know, Stewie Griffin is just one of those characters that have literally made me laugh out loud consistently for f- a fucking decade. And, you know, gets my vote for, for that reason. Dan, how about you? I've got Tony Soprano. Ooh, all right. Uh, I have Soprano because if you're looking at the how well you get to know that character, the intimacy you have with that character, the growth you see from a character that should be, and then the redemption of the uh, of an unredeemable mob boss, um, the father figure that he is, like he has so many different personas. Don't forget, he had Jamie Lynn Singer show. as a daughter. Well, so. yeah, 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 but but he has Not so too many. Redeemable, he it? has so many different personas: being a father, being a boss, being a criminal, being a patient, being somebody that's lost and human who actually has to go to therapy because you think somebody who would be too tough for it doesn't, you know, would be able to hold it together. I've seen can't. analyze this, <laughs> so that is and why analyze that. That is why I got Soprano, Tony Soprano, both valid arguments, guys. Both very, very valid, valid arguments. I'll tell you, I teeter-tottered a little bit too. Um, but at the end of the day, what was highlighted and what will still stay highlighted is Stewie Griffin, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately. Fortunately. I like Stewie Griffin because I think that, like Brian said, he is a character that has made me laugh out loud more times than I can count. And... Um, yeah, just the evolution of that character. Off plagiarism. It copied the Simpsons. <laughs> Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. And we'll see. I mean, if they come to cups at the end of this bracket or whatever. Or, I mean, All right, let's match up. Yep, here we go. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don Draper versus Zach Morris. I'll start. Zach Morris. Hands down, Zach Morris dated every single girl that I was attracted to on TV when I was young. So just Kelly Kapowski? Oh, and... Dude, uh, he hooked up with Lisa? Oh, no, didn't he hook up with... Dude, he, kissed, he kissed Lisa and pissed Screech oh, off, yeah. man. Oh, oh that's, yeah, dude, that's he, right, that's right, that's yeah. right. Tori was hot. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, like... Before Scientology. He was the Mac Daddy. Yeah, he... Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, and then he always came... Kelly was the fallback. Mm. 
when you when Kelly Kapowski is your fallback, um, I think you've you've nailed the TV game. So that's where I go. Zach Morris. Brian, you don't want me to answer. You don't want me to answer. <laughs> I do. My answer is Zach Morris. Oh. Okay. Well, then that makes my decision a lot easier. <laughs> That's why I wanted you to answer that. <laughs> Zach Morris. Because okay. you can't – he is, I think, quintessentially one of two kings of 90s style. What's cool – and a pop icon. And the other one's in our in the top half. Yep. <laughs> the other one's right there. The other one's yeah. just a dirty rapist. No, honestly. Oh, no, no. What? John Draper. We were, okay, we were talking about Will, yeah. Will Smith. Oh, I'm you, sorry. Oh, shit. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> yeah. not the matchup. But no. we were just talking right. about a different character in the bracket okay. later. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. And then, jeez, you should call John Draper a dirty rapist. He's not Cliff Hutstable. That's in real life, Dan. We're talking about a written character. <laughs> All right. Well, that actually makes my yeah my life a lot easier because honestly, I I didn't fill out that section because uh, I don't know. I still don't know. Well, now I'm you fine do, with either me choice. Brett, me right. and Brett and I made the decision for you. Yeah. No. And I I couldn't. I mean, I I can't reason one over the other for me. Honestly, like they're fifty fifty even because you have Zach Morris who literally is like the coolest kid of all time. And then you have Don Draper, who's just like the manliest. He's the smoothest. Man. Yeah, just like this, the dude with like just that. Every time I say his name, I would just, I just need swagger. to have a glass of whiskey. Yeah, like he literally brought a generation back from the dead. He you know? GQ'd a generation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what. But he hey, did. you know Zach Morris. I'm I'm yeah, cool. With it that. was tough. Okay, Nets matchup. Big Willie. Feeling Jiggy, Will mm-hmm. Smith versus, I mean, we're talking about OG slapping the jukebox, leather jacket. I'll go first. Arthur Fonzie, Fonzarelli. Fonz can get back on that goddamn jet <laughs> ski or the fucking. He'd go jump the shark. Yeah. Or the water skis, whatever the fuck it, he was, it was doing. It was water skis. Yes. Get out of here. It's Will Smith all day long. Um, and that's all I got to say. All right, that. Brett, what do you got? Dude, you guys are haters, man. It's the Fonz. Oh, it's I the will Fonz. argue with the Fonz. Till the end, slapping that jukebox, the leather jacket, coming in, pulling shenanigans during the dances. The Fonz is the man and forever will be the man. Dan, what do you say? Let me say this real quick, Dan. Okay. I recently rewatched a clip from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You might know what clip I'm referring to. Your argument's done, sir. When his father <laughs> comes back in the picture. Why don't he want me? I learned how to shoot my shoot a jump shot without him. I learned how to shave without him. I learned how to talk to girls without him. I had, was it, 14 Dan, you're almost making wonderful me birthdays right now. without yep. him. Yeah. You're almost making me cry, Dan. And I just rewatching that scene, I mean, that's one of the most powerful scenes on TV, sitcom, uh, The rumor drum, is that was ad, a lot of that was ad-libbed. I mean, unbelievable. So I, I just want to sprinkle that out there. Yeah. Um, so I have to choose. He jumped a shark. I have to choose the only person in this bracket when it comes to the coolness factor that can rival Zach Morris. That started, I want to say, a TV 
not revolution, but an entire section of popular TV. Because what they what he laid the foundation for that came after him is 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 big. Not saying that he was the first, but that what he was able to do with the time given on screen um, paved the way for a lot more um, characters and and representations. And unfortunately, I'm not talking about um, Arthur Fonzie Fonzarelli. I'm talking about the one, the only Fresh Prince. Easy decision. Yeah. In my opinion. I think that may have been the easiest decision... Like, I understand the history that I that when I when I had cross Fonzie off that bracket. Sure. I understand But you it, don't appreciate. You understand, but you don't lightly. appreciate. I appreciate what Will, he did. It's Will Smith. God, you guys. But it's Will I'm Smith. gonna I'll let this up. I'll let this up. First the fact Prince. that he took his coat and he turned it inside out. Dan, you you said the lines and I got chills. So yeah. yes, I I know what Will Smith brought. I'm not gonna deny that. So next we've got Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yep. BBC. Eggs Benedict. British stuff. Cumberbatch. Versus uh, the man who scored four touchdowns in a single game. Poke high, baby. Poke high legend. All day. Hand day. in the pants, Al Bundy. Dan, what do you say on this Al one? Bundy. Al Bundy. Al, Al Bundy. Al Bundy. Yeah. yeah. Universal. I think, I think Sorry, when, we, when we get to like original <laughs> TV characters, even though he's not, he's kind of a trope, he was original for the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. It, it's Al Bundy. Yeah. That's pretty easy. I've got Al. Yep. Big Al. No man. No man. No man. Move on to next round. Okay. Al Bundy, congrats. The Nets matchup, which I think this was the toughest matchup I had in this round, is Omar Little versus George Costanza. Mm. Not me. Dan, you start it. <laughs> Again. Let's hear this. No, 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 no. I'd like okay, to hear I'll, you I'll too. Take this. I'm okay. gonna pull a Brian I'll take it on right this. now. I'll take it right now. Um, this was tough for me too. Uh, George Costanza is the quintessential character. I think more than Seinfeld for Seinfeld. That's why he's on his bracket. Yep. Um, he had his own series, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Afterwards, Larry David uh, created character and everything like that. Unfortunately, Omar. The introduction of Omar in The Wire to the end of Omar in The Wire is probably one of the best character stories I've ever seen in my life. And the best acted, too. Uh, Michael J. Michael J. Omar. Um, William. Michael J. Omar. Um, that's what he should change his name to. Isn't it K? Isn't it Michael K. Michael Williams? K. Michael Omar. He should just he should just walk into any audition and say, "Hey guys, I'm Omar. Um, nice to see you uh, from the Wire." And they're like, "Don't even audition. Just yeah, here's the role." Um, but yeah, Omar. Yeah, it's Omar Little for me as well. Um, Farmer in the Dell. Not not a tough choice. George is a great character, but I mean, Omar is is just <sighs> so good, just so good. Dan, you looked a little shocked right there. I. Because it was it was really tough. It was really tough, and I think what it came down to was separating the storylines one character was involved in, and the impact the other character had on storylines. I think that was the difference for me. Was it the storyline that really made the character, or was it the character that made the storylines? And oh, stop messing with your microphone. And I had to go with Omar. It, yeah. it hurt me. It hurt me, but I had what? I had to go with Omar. 
he's it's just so many layers and just so many levels and oh you were talking about him and his mom it was like just i tough. mean it's just it was it's tough it was tough i'm just saying it was tough it was tough yeah yeah all right yeah fair enough george Costanza's fiance died from licking wedding envelopes <laughs> he had a tough life too yeah yeah didn't necessarily grow up in his parents ghetto he baltimore was gay but because of an article that came out yeah not that there's anything wrong with that <laughs> no uh, the nets matchup we've got another sitcom legend steve urkel taking on one of the few animated characters to make this bracket and Eric Cartman. And I'm going to kick it off real quick. Because Simpsons did it. Simply, I went with Urkel. Mm. Okay. Well, for me, it's it's Eric Cartman. Um, he's literally said things on television that... <laughs> Never in my wildest dreams did I think would be possible to say. I mean, uh, he is on cable. Difference between cable and network. I mean, even so, just the sh- the shit that they that those guys get away with, I I still shake my head at this day. I mean, I just watched the episode where uh, <laughs> Stan's dad goes on Wheel of Fortune. Oh, naggers! And yes, uh, you know, people that annoy you. Uh, oh, I, really. <laughs> anyway uh yeah so eric cartman i mean just the most ludicrous shit ever on tv has come out of his mouth and for for that reason he's he's getting my my bit i will have to say i went with Erdl because he was essentially a bit character that's what he was he started off he started off as a bit character but the performance and and, and how it was written yeah it elevated him to being the main attraction for the show and being that counterpart to um carl yeah and yeah the fact that he he had stuff on and he had you could write outlandish sci-fi-ish storylines with this character but i already know that you don't like urkel let's go ahead and say eric cartman oh that's you you bring up dan you bring up a great point and that is i'd say my biggest problem with family matters from like since watching it is that show goes to ridiculous storylines what, you don't at, like at the, the Bruce Lee storyline? <laughs> at the end of that show, they had a demon Steven puppet. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. Um, the puppet was, guys, the puppet uh, guys, was I'm, fantastic. I'm not making this up. It's I'm so not funny. making this up. That. <laughs> That's the Halloween episode. They got yeah. shrunken into a, yeah. a van or a, a mini bug or something like that. Yeah. Remember that one? Because that was that was what sitcoms did. There was a whole like season and a half of in, Steven's in, inventions that got them into these shenanigans that were the yeah, most man. dumb plots i've ever seen with the space in my life um on that note my god eric cartman i remember the first time i saw that that was in that was at my cousin kyle's house watching that and i remember my cousin well, kyle and derek's house and, and i remember watching that show and just being like this is a cartoon and this is happening right now and i'm 10 and i cannot believe that this is happening right now and from that point moving forward that character has always been funny in anything that you stick him in so eric cartman all the way hope you go further brother uh, he th- he's facing he re- omar he really needs your yeah your my vote support. support all right we got to treat him like a, second to people. last matchup we have uh barney stinson the anti-schmidt versus homer j simpson and the j stands for j no relation stinson simpson 
And I mean, I, ha- I have to do it. If we're talking about character arts, like, even though the Simpsons have been on, on for the entirety of my life, legitimately, they have been on for the entirety of my life. That's crazy. If we can just look at maybe the, the, the season run from like season two to season eight, what Homer does, what he goes through, the storylines he has, the moments that have created TV history with that character in just those six seasons propel him way further than any of the seasons with Barney Stinson. So I've got Homer. Yeah, I mean, I'm riding the, the animated train also going with Homer and how are the animated characters fucking going to make all three of them are making it to the next round how yeah because because they're great characters doesn't matter if that's they're just crazy to me I, I only not. had one left after this round and now I've, I've been I've, those are the only two matchups I've gone wrong yeah sorry, I mean sorry to cut off your Homer no no just, no not at all but uh, but yeah I mean I think that's why right because it goes beyond just a cartoon like Homer Simpson will go down as, you know, one of the all-time TV characters of all time, not one of the all-time animated TV characters of all time. I mean, it'll probably be the longest-running show ever other than, like, the those stupid soap operas that have been running for 50 fucking years. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Barney, although a great character, um, you know, for me, kind of gets stale after fucking, what, nine, ten seasons, you know? Um I mean, granted, Homer after twenty five seasons yeah. could probably get a little stale too. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, what's your favorite Homer moment, Mister Plow? Mister Plow, Mister Plow. Oh, that's it. I've yeah, got one. Yeah, you go. It's the yeah. episode when he eats the blowfish, and they don't know if he's going <laughs> to die or not. Unagi. So he's teaching, like he he spends his last day with his family, and teaches Bart how to shave. He listens to. Lisa play the Satsuma phone and he's got a list and he reads a story to Maggie and at the end of it he's completed his whole list he just puts the Bible on tape he goes down to his chair he faces the window for the sunrise and he just closes his eyes <laughs> with an animated character that's that's that that's like the one Homer Simpson moment that I always think about yeah I, I 100% agree um, what Brian was saying too Barney Stinson got very, very archetype near the end. And yeah. and nothing really went too beyond what you were expecting to go with Barney. Right. And it just didn't make it uninteresting. I mean, it made it uninteresting where, like you said too, Homer's been the same character, yet somehow <laughs> that guy stays very, very relevant. And you still want to watch the shenanigans I, against him. I do too. prefer my Homer Simpson on the more intelligent side. Because, you know, we always talk about, like, the first nine seasons are pure Simpsons. And then once you get to, like, the tenth season, it's the fucking episode with the, the, the elves um, uh, that yeah. that they say is, like, when Simpsons turns. go downhill. Yeah, and, like, turns, right. He just gets a little bit too ridiculous. But, yeah. I mean, oh, we all got Homer. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So that brings us to our last mm. matchup of the second round. Mm. And that's very, pitting very difficult. Walter White versus Michael Statt. Mm-hmm. you guys i'll take this one first um there is no show to me that is more well produced shot acted and everything than two bro girls than two bro girls 
Big Bang Theory. Since two guys, two girls in a pizza hut. Pizza oh, place. I love that show. Pizza place. Yeah, I love that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's fucking Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, old school, bro. Yeah, yeah that right. was a good one. Um, oh, and you know who else is on there real quick? Isn't uh, what's his face from Firefly? What Nathan? Uh, Fillion. Fillion. Yeah. Fillion. Yeah. He's on there too. Yeah, yeah. he is. Fucking great show. Yeah. Um, Go stream that shit. But yeah, uh, getting back to this, um, I've never seen a character from the beginning to the end wanted to root for this guy through his worst, through his best, and through his worst which were some of the fucking worst i've ever seen and for that i will go for walter white any day brian cranston deserves i i hope they that character when when better call saul comes came out i remember being pissed because i wished that that whole just world never existed outside of walter white and you when you create a character like that and you have a viewer that like that that's so obsessed with just the world that that one create character created and pretty much demolished um i got to go for walter white yeah i mean agreed my this one's really hard cuz michael scott in my mind you know top 5 comedic characters of all time i think he's the best comedic character and and performance to never win an Emmy. Is there a oh, better yeah. boss you've ever seen in a TV show? I mean, the anxiety no. he could. Make Alec Baldwin you was feel. pretty great. Yeah, in Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. Good call. But no, that's the one thing about the Michael Stott character. He could induce anxiety in you <laughs> oh, yeah. while watching yeah. the show. Yeah, uh, I mean, such a great character. But yeah, I mean, Walter White. Uh, shout out to Dusty if you're listening to this because I know we we got in an argument a little bit. Um, but I think that Walter White is the most transformed character that's ever been on TV from start to finish. Like the literal moments that you see him from start to finish, um, and just how much evolution there is. Um, but always just with the the underlying theme that everything he's doing is to leave his family, um, you know, well off when he's gone. But all the actions and and just him as a person completely shifts with that running through, you know, his core the the entire time and. Uh, I, it's going to be tough for me to vote against Walter White, um, really in any matchup, and that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> so that's my pick. So I think what you were saying, Brian, if you take Walter White in the pilot and Walter White in the series finale, and you show someone five minutes of that character. Can they tell it's the same character? There's there's no way. Yeah. I mean, physically, looks way different too, right? Yeah. yeah. And it was hard because I think Michael Stott is also one of these characters who is responsible for a creation of a whole subgenre of sitcoms. The workplace, no laugh track, um, off-camera, you know, off-plot interviews, he's the he he they 
Parts and Rec would not exist without that character because of its success. Modern Family would not exist without that character if it were not for the Office's success and for Michael Scott's or Michael Scott's success because he is the one. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> he's the one that has led that show, a- and you can tell because when he left, you there was no saving it. Oh yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, it got stale. Even like with Will Ferrell on a few episodes, guest spotting. You bring up a really good point though, and I didn't even think about this before, Dan. Is like that whole documentary style of television didn't really hit America and was appealing until The Office. And then Michael Scott was the first character in that entire show that knew how to work that camera relationship well. I mean, you saw no other character do that for what two seasons or so. Where it was just this awkward, yeah. I mean, he he knew how to work a a camera crew being present in the office situation, and I yeah. think that and he's he's the LeBron James of that show, because every character when they interact with him are doing their best work. Pam's best scenes before her and Jim's story really hit off are with Michael. Jim's best scenes before him and Scott or uh, him and Dwight really take hold is with Michael and oh, Dwight's yeah. best scenes were always with Michael for sure. Um, and, uh, I mean, Craig Robinson, he, he would like legitimately for his first episodes. He's only interacting with Michael <laughs> anytime he's on the office. And it, it's the fact it's, it's, it's yeah. For Steve Carell and for Michael Scott, it's unfortunate that Walter White had to be the one that not, in this matchup because it, it, if you need, it. if you have any question, watch Ozymandias, that episode of breaking bad. It, it, it is probably one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen in my life. And, um, and it's funny too, because they both created very pop culture centered things. Like Michael Scott made, that's what she said. So relevant and funny. Yeah. I mean, he, for a generation, he almost, is one of the reasons for memes too, you know? Yeah. Just that blunt style and his stupid expressions that uh, are hilarious to look at. Kids dress up their babies like Walter White to take Halloween pictures. (laughs) Um, It's a pretty big... Parents are fucked up. Yeah, pretty big (laughs) culture. But okay, so you've got your winners for the second round. That's... Hey guys, perfect bracket over here. Just uh, damn. Holy moly. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, Walter <laughs> White. If you don't know, I threw right over there. Uh, we've got Walter White, Homer Simpson, Eric Cartman, Omar Little, Al Bundy, Will Smith, Zach Morris, and Stewie Griffin all advancing. You're going to want to tune in next week as we switch up how we actually decide. We recovered who moves from on. the stumble. Yeah, after Seriously. we recover from the Royal Stumble. If. Um, made sure that if you missed it this year, we'll be having it next year. Because you'll be hearing this on Monday after it has happened. So we already raised a ton of money and had a fantastic time. Because I can tell the future. There we are. Um, but thank you Nostra for tuning Danis. in. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to Pop Not Soda. I'm here all week, guys. Oh, unfortunately. Yeah, you live here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you miss us throughout the week, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash pop not soda official you can find us on twitter at pop underscore not soda or you can follow our personal accounts brian is at bon619 brett is at knees pieces and i'm at paper Champion Michael DP. uh you can also find our episodes every monday at pop not or on itunes podcast search pop not soda subscribe leave us a review boost our stats and until next time as brett always says 
We will catch you on the flip side. I'm unbreakable, bro. Call me Bruce Willis. I'm call you Michael Cox. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say Michael Terrell, and I like, and then I was like, no, stop. But I'd already said the C.